Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of the Zach Johnston podcast, your Boston sports podcast. The MLB is back, and I'm immediately going to jump into the fact that the CBA was agreed on like 15 minutes ago, and I could not be more excited. Opening day is April 7th. That is official. Free agency most likely will open tonight, and at the time of recording, it's March 10th. So, most likely, free agency will open tonight, and this will be an absolute free agent frenzy because at the time of recording, there are still huge free agents out there. Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, we got guys like Trevor Story still on the market. International free agent Seiya Suzuki still out there. Kyle Schwarber. Um, there are Chris Bryant. There are many, many, many other names still on the free agent market, and they could all potentially sign tonight, the day the MLB comes back. Spring training will last a few days, uh, I think like a week or two. I think it starts next week at the time of recording, but let's just start, first of all, the Red Sox have a few needs to address immediately now that free agency is back. Okay, so a few needs here. Second base, a question. It's just second base, that's the question. Closer and the future of the catching position. Will these needs be addressed in free agency? Most of them, the I think the two that I think will be addressed um, are second base and um, and bullpen, primarily closer. Something I'm looking for. I don't think the future of the catcher position will be addressed in the uh, in in free agency. But just something I wanted to say. I learned today that Heim Bloom tried to get Jacob Stallings from the Pittsburgh Pirates before he was dealt to the Miami Marlins. And that's something that kind of made me think Vasquez and Ploiecki are our current catching tandem. They're both free agents next season. There's a gap between Ploiecki and Vasquez and Connor Wong and Ronaldo Hernandez. And if that gap can get filled, next free agency is when the gap would be filled. Not this year. I, I, I think Vasquez and Ploiecki are both coming back this year, regardless. Anyway, to get back onto a more uh, a more productive note, the bullpen and second base are the two spots I think still need to be addressed as free agency. Um, and even if it's not signing somebody, it's just making sure that people know who the starting second baseman will be and making sure people know who the closer will be. The Red Sox have had have a lot of options at closer. They have... They have countless options at the closer position. Oh yeah, Bob Nightingale just tweeted, let the trade talk and the free agent signings begin. So that must mean that they're, that free agency is open right now. All right, well, I'm learning this news immediately. But uh, yeah, this, the Red Sox have a lot of available, have a lot of closers that they could use. They've got... Um, Matt Barnes, who was the closer last year, they signed him to a deal. They, they signed him to a contract extension. He shit the bed. Um, mainly because of his contract extension. I, I can go into that in, in, a, in a much different time. Garrett Whitlock, Red Sox Rookie of the Year last year. Stunning, outstanding pitcher. Tanner Houck, another guy who could be used as a power guy out of the bullpen. Uh, we got people who earned some saves last year. Just going to throw some guys off the top of my head. I think Ryan Brazier had a few saves here. Kazusel Mora had some saves. Um, we have, There's some... Uh, Craig Kimbrell's on the market if if Heim Bloom is open to a return. 
And uh, I was looking through today. I think Chris Cotillo said that Josh Hader um, is a long shot, but is available. Oh, this is this is according to Chris Cotillo that Josh Hader would be available. I don't see Heim Bloom striking another deal with the Brewers uh, after the Hunter Renfro deal, which seems like so long ago. But that was the last move made before the deadline ended, and uh, the uh, excuse me, the lockout began. And when you think about it, the, the last deal made before the trade deadline ended last year was the Red Sox trading Michael Davis for Austin uh, Austin Austin what's his name Austin Davis, the left-hander from from the Pirates. So Heimblum does like to strike deals before deadlines end. So that's just something to keep in the back of your head. Um, yeah, some available options at second base. I mean, nothing nothing really crazy. I think the the most the most reasonable would be uh, keeping Christian Arroyo. Have, and signing a utility guy like the Red Sox did last year with Marwin Gonzalez. Obviously, Marwin Gonzalez didn't work out. He was designated for assignment when uh, Kyle Schwarber um, came back from his injury. But, you know, it's kind of something to just throw around that we, we just sign another utility guy. Um, and, I, and I think that's it. Trevor Story's a long shot for me. And I think what the Red Sox are going to be doing this offseason, signing, I think, two more pitchers, one veteran, one young with potential, uh, a utility player, along a something somebody like Marwin Gonzalez or Jose Jose Peraza, uh, Heim Bloom signed for the 2020 season. And I think Heim took that chance with Kike Hernandez, but he had a lot higher upside. He's also a utility player, but I think that there will be another utility player signed. I can't think of any free agent utility players off the top of my head, but Heim Bloom will find one, and Heim Bloom will sign one. And I think there's a chance Heim throws some cash at a top player there's a chance i'm not really expecting anything huge to happen in in the big market for players like that from the red sox um but i think this free agency now that i believe according to bob nightingale is officially open uh is to sign at least two more pitchers for the bullpen uh one young with potential and one veteran type player like a rich hills back james paxton michael waka a guy, another guy of that caliber and a young guy a young guy nobody really off the top of my head just somebody to to, to, to fill in a, a Garrett Whitlock potential type type role you're not going to get another Garrett Whitlock but but I think something like that will happen um so I've talked about the Red Sox for a while now we're just going to run off some stuff I've heard about the three other Boston sports teams today the Patriots are looking, uh, reportedly, let me let me go back to the article I found, something about the Patriots and wide receivers, uh, I do believe. Um, yeah, so Girardi said, Mike, uh, Mike Girardi said, with Nelson Aguilar not living up to the expectations of his $11 million salary last season, New England has its eyes set on a pair of receivers from the NFC ahead of free agency. I didn't actually click on the article. I'm going to be completely honest. I think Allen Robinson's going to be on that list. I'm going to say Allen Robinson's most likely going to be on this list. Um, along with um, maybe Amari Cooper. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, actually, now that I think about it, it's going to be Allen Robinson and Amari Cooper. I know that for a fact. I haven't even clicked on the article. Here we go. This is a video. I'm not listening. I'm not watching the video. Let's just say that that is it. It is. It's Amari Cooper and Allen Robinson, and the Patriots were also exploring for Robbie Anderson. So the Patriots have a lot of options to go after uh, in free agency with their wide receivers, as I talked about uh, in yesterday's pod. Celtics beat the Hornets comfortably. They won by 20. They were up at the end of every quarter, and 
I'm just continuing to be shocked by this team. Like, when will they start sucking again? Because I'm used to so much, like, oh, they lost to the Pistons. Yeah, they've lost five straight. They've lost to the Pistons. They lost to the Pacers. They lost to a good team. They lost to the Nets. Like, this is just coming off the top of my head. But the Celtics used to go on these really long stretches of just losing a bad, bad, bad. Okay, not bad. A good team. And then they just keep losing and losing and losing. But now, and then they get back on this winning stretch. And now they're just not stopping. They're not stopping. They keep on winning. I'm not mad about it, obviously. Like, what what kind of fan would be mad about their team winning? But, like, normally this does not last that long. And I'm very glad that this winning streak and this hot stretch has lasted so long to the point where NBA.com thinks the Celtics are a top five team. And the Celtics are the number one team ranked. They have the number one defense and the number seven offense. At the time, I do believe they're the number one net rated team. And it's not even close. This is just absolutely crazy. And where this team was before the deadline and where this team is after the deadline, they're doing opposite what the Sox did when they when they got after the deadline. They started to, they started, to, I think I believe they were first in the division at the trade deadline. And then the Rays came in. Then the then the Yankees came in. And everyone was saying the Red Sox should have gotten a first baseman. The Red Sox should have done more at the deadline. And and they, the Red Sox did eventually reach the ALCS. Everybody knows the story. They beat the Yankees in the wild card round. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows the story. But I just think it's surprising that the Celtics are doing opposite of the Red Sox. And they are improving at the deadline after having uh, a not the most impressive first half. Red Sox had a very impressive first half and had, and had a very bad post-deadline. And they started to pick it up once it really mattered into the playoff push. And for the Boston Bruins, they faced the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Uh, Matt Grizzlick is out with an illness, and Jack Ashan will continue to be in the starting lineup. A quick pod today, just announcing the new agreement on the new collective bargaining agreement in Major League Baseball. Opening day, April 7th, the Red Sox play the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium. It should probably be a very cold game, but that would not surprise me. I, I like having opening day Yankee Stadium. Obviously, I'd much rather have it at Fenway like we had last year. But alas, baseball is back And I'm back with another pod. Thank you all for tuning in to episode two of the Zach Johnston Boston Sports Podcast. Home for Boston sports news and updates. I will see you all in the next episode. Um, Also, just just to throw this out there, um, I could do this daily. There's going to be days where there's back-to-back pods, but this is not a daily thing. So, you know, I'd appreciate it if you check for, for, for an episode every once in a while because you might get blessed with two. You might get blessed with three. So thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you all. Have a great rest of your day. And baseball is back. Signing off now. Have a good one.